it's like 134 quid, 140 quid a year. But you can't buy this sort of friendship, you know? <laughs> I think you can. You, you are Aussie. That's I, think you can. I think you can get better. I think yeah. you'll get changed. Yeah, no, 140 quid, Aussie. We're not that fucking good. Welcome to another edition, a very special interview edition of Films on Trial. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And, and Joel is here, but he's only on the text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joel is like an angry spirit. He can communicate with <laughs> us, but we can't hear him. And he'll probably leave a very sticky ectoplasm mess afterwards. <laughs> right, anyway, enough of that. Uh, so, yeah, we're not going to be putting a film on trial this week. Instead, what we're going to do is recap our 2022. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's been our favorite trial, what's perhaps been our biggest shock within a trial, and then also just in general, what have been some of our favorite films of the year. So without further hesitation, I think we're going to hand it over to Alex. Alex, what has been your best trial of the year and why? The best trial for me, I think, was our Twister one. I think that was just a lot of fun. It was good teaming up with Dave uh, to, you know, to defend that film. I think we both did genuinely enjoy it for very different reasons. I was listening to it back, and I have to say, most of my reasons were caning at the film. To be honest, I did feel a bit bad for Dave because <laughs> I was just being very aggressive and saying how uh, how terrible it was. But Twister is just a perfect film, I think, for our podcast. It's just. You know, it, it, it was a lot to say that, that's that's not good about it, but at the end of the day, it's just a fun, fun watch. And uh, yeah, so I very much enjoyed that episode. I also uh, was listening to it and just loved the way the prosecution's argument was just that there were too many tornadoes in Twister, <laughs> 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 which I thought was not their strongest point, but uh, did make me laugh when I was listening back to it. I think it was more of a case that it was just like, oh my God, we've never had an F3. It's like, and then you have one, it's like, oh, but what about an F4? Oh my God, it is an F4. And then an F5, it just felt like, it, it's like the Fast and the Furious franchise. It's just, when will it end? It's going to be like, <laughs> we're going to have a fast, an F20 or something. I'll be honest with you, if it was an actual film about storm chasing though, it wouldn't be nearly as entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it'd probably be a lot safer for the actors as well, because didn't they like both have multiple injuries throughout the film? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure Helen Hunt had a concussion yeah. at one point. After I think that, you uh... said they got they, they were both blinded by like... Oh, they were, yeah. They were... <laughs> temporarily, temporarily. Temporarily. Didn't they both get blinded. tetanus as well at some point? <laughs> Possibly. They were different times. Different times. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alex. Okay, so Dave, what was your best trial of the year and why? You know, I was thinking about this. I really enjoyed Clueless. I thought that was a really fun trial. I mean, I was prosecuting that one, and it was quite fun to prosecute Clueless, even though I genuinely do like the film. Uh, I, I enjoyed that one. I think we had some good banter on that, some good back and forth. I think there was a lot to discuss about Clueless on both sides of the coin. I think it was uh, more to discuss than I gave it credit for. And I think whenever I see uh, a Marvel film now and I hear like the, I see Paul Rudd, I just think the charmless Paul Rudd. 
every time. That's his, <laughs> that's his full name now, the Charmless Butler. So, uh, yeah, that, I enjoyed that episode. Yeah, apart from the point where Austin as the prosecution brought up the fact that it's like questionable incest. <laughs> oh, I, no, I brought that up as well. I, I stand by I brought that yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, did you, Dave? Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, it's one of those things you just got to discuss when you're looking yeah. at Clueless, I think. When it you're re-watching weird. Clueless, I was yeah, when we were watching it, and I think I was defending Clueless, but it was like, whoa, whoa, they're brothers? <laughs> That's a stepbrother? Whoa, you know. Although a lot more popular these days. Anyway, go, go. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, I like the whole comment with just like, well, you know, it was a remake of a Shakespearean play, and they were like, yeah, but they didn't have to <laughs> include that bit. Pretty sure that bit wasn't in Shakespeare's original. <laughs> That's uh, great. Thank you very much, Dave. Well, actually, my favourite trial of the the year actually was in the same season. In fact, I think it might have been one or two after that. I liked all of the rom-com season. I think we had a really good time doing rom-com films. But I think my favourite was Just Go With It. Now, if you were to say to me beforehand (laughs) that one of the films on trial guys would pick this as their preferred pick to defend... You could have given me five guesses and I wouldn't have guessed it was you, Dave. I, was like, <laughs> I would have guessed me four times and then maybe, maybe Alex. <laughs> but, I, I, I have a bit of a soft spot for just go with it. I'll admit that. But I'm under no illusion that it's not a good film. Oh, oh yeah. And I, I think that's why I like The Trial so much because the film itself was very, very watchable, but also absolutely fucking shit <laughs> which <laughs> is the perfect blend for me yeah <laughs> but we, we didn't we didn't scratch the surface i don't even think we didn't cover the sheep bothering section that was in it we didn't cover the frankly awful musical mashups that somehow made it onto the soundtrack the entire soundtrack is comprised of just like it, it's almost like two different people listening to two different cds at the same time and that's your soundtrack <laughs> like there's just so much that we didn't cover but i'm glad that we did discuss the fact that the main plot point of the film which is the fact that they're in Hawaii as a way of lying to this woman so that she'll be with Adam Sandler's character the fact that that is resolved i.e. he breaks up with her and he breaks it off entirely off screen it's like this yeah. is the main <laughs> thing as an audience we're supposed to be invested in and it's just it just it completely disregarded no, no one was invested the audience wasn't invested adam sandler <laughs> jennifer Anson, no one was invested you know what i mean the cameraman no one was so yeah it's like I, I consider it like a greek tragedy you know or a shakespeare play where it's like we've got to kill this person this character's got to die but then we're stuck with, with someone on stage how do we get them off the stage and it's like you know what there's no way of doing this cleanly kill them off screen kill them off stage <laughs> and that was the only way of doing this breakup because there was no way i imagine that's what they drew on their classical knowledge of plays and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that's what they used i like yeah. the thing they i like the thing they were flicking through euripides and were like Look, this, <laughs> this guy's got an idea <laughs> and uh, finally austin what's your favorite trial of the year and why i'm torn to be honest with you between Maybe Independence Day, I thought was was a, a good one, particularly good one, or maybe not my favourite trial, but one that I was most surprised by was House of Gucci, because mm. such a shit film, but it was it was very enjoyable. 
But, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I could have spoken about House of Gucci. I could have prosecuted House of Gucci. I can't even say. I'm so filled with rage. I could have prosecuted House of Gucci for about six <laughs> hours nonstop. <laughs> I, I didn't mind House of Gucci. I, I, just, didn't, I just didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, you know, I, I was... Li- I was thinking about what the biggest shock was and I did have a panic moment. It was almost like I kind of woke up in the middle of the night, just covered in sweat, just like, oh my God, did Ozzy put House of Gucci on the hit list to, uh, <laughs> to go back and listen to? But no, it, it does sound like you are teetering, to be honest, but then it rightly ends up yeah. on the shit list. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I can see why you would you'd think that was a, a good trial, to be honest. Yeah, well, th- th- thank you very much, guys. So, so moving on, well, I suppose, you know, not the worst trial because all of the trials have been great. But perhaps <laughs> what has been your biggest shock? What's been your biggest surprise from the, the trials? You know, what's ended up on the hit list that you thought was a shoe-in for the shit list and vice versa? Starting with Dave. I would say, I mean, I don't know if I'd consider it a shock because I did it. But I would say maybe I'm going to call this my biggest regret. And that's putting Armageddon on the shit list. It doesn't that was shocking for everyone involved. It it doesn't belong there, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I was I was thinking it doesn't belong there when I did it, and then you know I went back and watched it, and I was like, no, this is a terrible error, terrible. Error. <laughs> but to be fair, I, I listened back to that episode, and it's like, no, you know what? The prosecution have made good points here. The prosecution probably have won the trial and and convicted a, an innocent man. It's a fair play. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they did it well, so fucking. Yeah, they did it well. So, <laughs> Armageddon you know, is anything but innocent. To tell you that right now, <laughs> I know, Dave. Armageddon it's, is covered in blood. But it wasn't guilty of the crimes <laughs> that you had it convicted of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. It was. I tell you right now, it was guilty of first degree murder, but we got it in for elder abuse. i I think we should have almost like a second tier of the shit list which is like armageddon is definitely for the shit list but in kind of a good way you know like i think connor went on the good lit on the on the hit list but that could have gone on the shit list but in in like in the same category of shit you know what i mean like enjoyable shit like that's you know just daft stuff like armageddon it is shit you can't get away from it like independence day i would i would say kind of like so in kind of like a second tier for the hit list as well, because you mentioned Con Air, and it's like, yeah, it's up there rubbing shoulders yes. with 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, and Air Force One. Yeah. And, and Air Force One. <laughs> and Crossroads. And Crossroads. I know. Crossroads and 2001 A Space Odyssey. And I, I think yeah. the Meg. I think it's <laughs> the Meg. <side. laughs> how long ago do you think until we just realised that our lists didn't actually matter? Do you know what I mean? That like we weren't, we weren't cur- curating some sort of actual good list yeah, you know at the end of the day this has never been about curating is it it's not like this this isn't like sight and sound or the, or the you know afi you know it's not like the 100 greatest films that you need to see before you die it's literally just like a trial where we go in blind and then we have to decide based on the arguments that are put to us and that will mean sometimes that good films will end up on the shit list and bad films will end up on the hit list it just so happens that a lot of bad films have ended up on the hit list <laughs> It's also about, you know, us arguing and insulting each other for an hour. You know, it's uh, true. it's about settling some old grudges and, let's face <laughs> it, creating some new ones. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dave. Okay, Austin, what was your biggest shock of the year? Um, again, maybe uh, maybe House of Gucci. I, uh, 
I really thought he was going to go on the hit list. To be absolutely honest with you, really not happy about this. Thing. <laughs> I think I judged it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you surprised like, yourself. Like, yeah. like me, your surprise, your shock is a regret. Like yeah, mine. yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean, it's on the right. It is on the right one, but I just thought it was going to make it to the to the hit list. I really had high hopes for it, and um, yeah, ultimately it came down to there was no redeeming factors other than the, the costumes. So, uh, <laughs> so it was never never getting there. But yeah, I think that was the one that surprised me the most as it was happening. So yeah, it's a shame, shame really. Maybe Alien Covenant as well. I thought somebody might have really pulled it out of the bag for that piece of shit, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But again, I put that one on the right list. So, yeah, yeah. you it's, did. It's almost like Joel's <laughs> trial of, of Prometheus, where he just gave up. Oh, Suicide Squad! Oh, Suicide Squad! Yeah, 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 just yeah, gave, yeah. He just conceded you, halfway through the trial. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a defense lawyer like coming up with an argument? You know what? He told me he did it. Yeah, <laughs> he no. told me. No, he did I, it. I think at that point, the defense, the defendant would be covered in blood and with a gun that was smoking. Do you know what I mean? There's just nothing. There's nothing to say. He shot the person. You know. <laughs> Thanks, guys. For me, the biggest shock was the trial of West Side Story. I mean, how that ends up on the shit list should be a crime against cinema. And it's just a good job that Joel is uncontactable right now because <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be looking directly at him with complete venom here. It's. Yeah, I will admit that looking back on it after a few years not watching it, it is a little naff looking in places, especially when you compare it to something with the production value of like the adaptation of Les Mis or even the remake of West Side Story that came out last year by Steven Spielberg. But it is undeniably one of the greatest musicals of all time. And well, one no, of... it is deniable. It is deniable because we denied it. I denied it over an hour episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, it is one of the greatest musicals of all time. Deniably, deniably, and arguably, it is one of the most, if not the most successful adaptations ever as well. And I just remember, you know, I, I, I think I lost caring about uh, the the verdict of the trial. You know, like I'm 100% into doing my arguments, prosecution or defense, but it doesn't matter if I don't end up on the on the right sure. trial. So if I'm defending something that ends up on the shit list, I'm not going to be upset about it. However, there was a point in West Side Story where the prosecution was like struggling with the idea or the concept of a musical. And I was just, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just pinching myself under the desk saying, don't lose it. Don't, how, can they, how can they not know what a musical is? Why is that person just singing all of a sudden? I was just, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Keep cool, Gav. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was probably my biggest shock. To be honest. Oh yeah, because you kept you cool on that one. I remember how well you kept you cool on that on that one. Yeah, yeah, smooth. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've kept my cool on any of these. No, not a single one. Like the weirdest ones are like just go with it when you completely lose your shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, for no reason whatsoever. Well, like, like, I like to kind of like pet myself up beforehand and just sort of like kind of get in the mindsets of. Some, I imagine that 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 film is done a wrong to me you know like maybe they are covered in blood and holding a smoking gun and i've got a gun wound <laughs> anyway and uh, alex what has been your biggest shock of the year so uh, my biggest shock was the one that hurt the most it was don't look up uh, right at the beginning of the year i think in january again joel put it on the uh, shit list uh, you know oh, he's not yeah. here to defend himself but 
it, it was I was listening to the I was listening to the trial. I had to listen to it again because it did hurt that one because I really wanted to get that on the uh, on on the hit list. And then when I was listening back to the um, Joel, Joel went through bit by bit, and his whole <laughs> summation when he was putting it on the shit list was exactly exactly why I would put it on the hit list. Do you know what I mean? Like every single thing he said was exactly why he was like. It's just not, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not a happy ending. You know, we just, you know, it should, we need, we need a happy ending to this film. And I, again, I was just so upset because it's like, the, for me, the whole point of Don't Look Up is that it's unforgiving. You know, it's like a slap in the face. It's a wake up call to <laughs> Joel's just messaged. I do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> and I know he would. And I know he would. But, <laughs> but it was it was very upsetting. And uh, yeah, for a film, I, th- I thought that's one of that's one of my top films of the year. You know, really, 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 really good film. Mm-hmm. and very timely and uh yeah so like like you gav many most films are looking through them you know something's got to give didn't hurt do you know what i mean lots of them don't hurt but don't look up every now and again one catches you and you just oh, you just want it on that on that prized hit list <laughs> that, we've, that we've made yeah i completely know what you mean Right, but th- thanks for that, guys. And and then I think just to round it up, just a little discussion about what our f- most favourite films of the year have been, perhaps. Um, so Austin, I mean, apart from <laughs> fucking House of Gucci, <laughs> pick another one. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Spirited. Spirited was brilliant. That was a a real surprise. I thought I was gonna hate that with it being Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds in the same in the same screen for the entire two hours. But genuinely, that was one of the funniest musicals and just well well done christmas films that i've seen in a long time genuinely loved it so um yeah that's probably the, my favorite one to have watched this year sorry ozzy i literally put that on the shit list last week i know you did you, uh, you'll, you'll hate it though you'll, you'll completely hate it so it doesn't matter Thanks, yeah. yeah yeah i i i think that like when we were reviewing it and we all were like oh yeah we all loved it but the thing is, is Alex, you will hate it. So it, it, <laughs> watch it back. You'll feel completely vindicated. So <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave, what was your favorite film of the year or films? I was thinking about it and I, I think Nope was my favorite mm. film of the year. I mean, it's one that was quite a bit of hype. Uh, you know, with like with the marketing was basic. And I mean, basic as in it was minimalist. There wasn't a great deal of marketing, but the hype just built because we didn't have a clue what the film was going to be about. It was the third film from Jordan Peele after the successes of Get Out and Us. And it was just like, what's he done this time? Something about aliens, maybe? We weren't sure. And the film came along and I went to see it and it was phenomenal. I thought it was absolutely great. I thought very different from it. All of his films have been different. That's the remarkable thing about Jordan Peele. And it just shows what a good writer he is and what a great director he is. You know, he's he's just going from strength to strength. But this is a completely different kind of horror film for him to take on. Yeah, and I just I I loved everything about it. The script, the cast, everyone was on point. The 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 plot, I mean, it was completely fresh as well. That was the remarkable thing about us and get out. No one had ever thought of horror films in this year. you can't think of horror films that they're like you know they're completely original and this was another one it's like oh here we go aliens again no it's a completely original take on the alien invasion thing and i just thought these levels of originality when there's so many remakes and sequels going on in hollywood you know that we need people like jordan peele in hollywood mm-hmm. with their original ideas and ways of taking them to the screen and perfecting them he, he puts in like nods to cinema, you know, like that Akira slide at the end of Nope and stuff. Mm. So he puts in loads, he layers in loads of stuff. 
Well, like you say, it's original. It's not like self-referential. It's not going, oh, well, the aliens, are, you know, like so, so much of horror seems to be just building on past. But yeah, you're right. It's just totally original, like three I mean, for three. Yeah, he's, he's a cinephile as well. You know, the man loves cinema, you can tell. And, you know, when you see things like The Twilight Zone, because he remade his own series of that, and he did, um, he was involved in um, Lovecraft Country as well. You know, both kind of horror TV series. You can just tell when something's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. He's genuinely loving the job he's doing. And, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm, lo- I'm loving the job he's doing as well. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and and it was really great to see Michael Wincott and Keith David as well. <laughs> Hells yes. Yeah. Hells yes. <laughs> Michael Wincott and Keith David, to be honest with you, as soon as they're on screen, it's like, I'm happy now. I could have walked out after 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And add to that Daniel Kaluuya. And I loved an interview with Daniel Kaluuya, actually, where he said Jordan Peele had like, taken him to one side on set and just and said to him, you know, I see you as the De Niro to my Scorsese. I just thought, what what a nice compliment for a director to give you. And I hope yeah. that the two of them keep working together a lot in the future because that, that's a great partnership. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wondered why the, he didn't appear in Us. I, I, maybe it was like a schedule uh, conflict, but... Yeah. Maybe, maybe. And But it's it's good to get other, other actors yeah. involved as well, but it's like... Uh, you don't want to make it into a, like a gimmick, do you? Yeah. But- yeah, I've got and Winston Duke was 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 brilliant yeah. in that film as well. Oh, he was. And um, yeah, so Alex, best film of the year or films? Uh, every, everything, everywhere, all at once. I I just thought that was for me just a perfect film. It was really interesting sci-fi. Uh, really did like the time loops and multiverse really interestingly, and just had a great family drama. I, I just thought, and the action was brilliant in it as well. And it, mm-hmm. I I just. I've watched it twice now and I can't wait to watch it again. Um, there's certain bits that just make me cry. And, you know, it, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's so good. And I watched it again and they still did the exact same. The, yeah, I mean, I won't go into it too much, but yeah, they're just an incredibly moving and funny without taking itself seriously. And to think of that as like an independent film, like, wow, that is really good. You know, use doing it not on a budget, but, you know, not not having like every, all the money thrown at it. but. Yeah getting good, you know, spending the money wisely, having a really original, well-fleshed-out idea, all the costumes and everything. I, I just, it's just a real pleasure to watch that film. And, uh, you know, when you just know that's going to be a film, I'm just going to watch, I'm going to keep watching that, Yeah. you know, every year at least, I would say. Well, I thought it was really interesting that it came out around about the same time as Doctor Strange 2. Um, what is yeah, multiverse yeah. of madness? <laughs> I know it's just they're not even in the same. Yeah, because watching yeah. that, I was a little, you know, I enjoyed it, but I was a little disappointed. And then I watched everything everywhere all at once, and I was like, oh my god, that is how you do a multiverse yes. film. Yeah, that yeah. is how you balance comedy and drama and pull on the heartstrings as well. It was just absolutely perfect. And uh, yeah, I, 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 but the thing is, is that. It's just a little bit disappointing that that probably hasn't been seen by as many people as Multiverse of Madness would have been seen by, or well, it didn't open up as in as many cinemas as uh, Doctor Strange Two did, and you know it's. But I hope that now people are recognising just how good it is, and that it does start getting some recognition in the awards season. I hope so. I mean, I really hope so. I'd be disappointed if that one doesn't, because that's. I know it's action, but that it's not. Yeah, it's good enough to be. It should get some recognition. Yeah. Well, th- thanks, Alex. So uh, I, I really, really struggled to pick just one, to be honest. So I've, I've, I've well, we go to the cinema about two times a week, to be honest, m- maybe more, uh, and we've pretty much seen everything that has possibly come out of the cinema <laughs> this year. And it was hard to to uh, 
streamline it down. You know, we've missed out some really big films like Top Gun Two, which I thought was really good. Considering I, I fucking it. I fucking hated Top Gun One. Watching <laughs> Top Gun Two, I was like, it's it's mad, isn't it? No, I, it's mad. I, like Top Gun Two, I would say I'm not. You know, I'm against. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't say I was ever like pro us military but in that i'm like going like bomb them bomb them <laughs> come on yanks bomb them all you know and it's I like forgot. yo yeehaw motherfuckers <laughs> yeah I, I i forgot that was this year otherwise i probably would have said that was my top one i had a great time watching that that's one of the only films i went to the cinema for actually and um it, it's all the better for it you forget oh, how yeah. good actually going to a theater is oh, to yeah. uh to enjoy a film so yeah so maybe Scrap spirited and uh, <laughs> whatever else is said. Top Gun Two, Top Gun Maverick was uh, was, was absolutely brilliant. That properly filled me up. That, that, yep. was, uh, that was we good. went to go and see it at the IMAX, and I felt like I was getting bombed by. Honestly, it felt like visually it was under siege, but it was fantastic. Honestly, so obviously there's that as well. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin, which you know came out quite recently. Martin McDonough's latest offering, reuniting Colin Farrell and. Brendan Gleeson uh, it was absolutely incredible from something quite I would say and I don't mean this in a patronizing or, or, or uh, don't mean this in a disrespectful way the story is quite simple but the way it's delivered the performances the way it's filmed it's just of the highest possible standard it was absolutely fantastic and it was hilarious as well so i would highly recommend that if you guys haven't seen it um, and, and i'd say another big film that we missed off was the batman which i thought was brilliant as well i thought that it was the best introduction to the character of batman that we've seen in any film really the the, the music the aesthetics the cinematography all brilliant um, I must laugh as well that Siobhan wouldn't believe me for ages when I was saying that Colin Farrell played the Penguin and even when I presented it with evidence to be like, here, look, here he is, she still wouldn't believe me. So now I feel like I've got a bit of an insight as to people who have arguments with climate change deniers or like flat, flat <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the proof is there. <laughs> but I'd say, I'd say my, my top films, my top three, I'd say, uh, in no particular order are Feast, which is a Welsh language horror about a young woman who goes to cater for a party at a wealthy family's home, but all is not quite what it seems. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was very well acted, it's very well filmed as well. Picturesque Wales scenery. I went, we went to go and see it at Q&A, but we had to leave because Siobhan wasn't feeling very well. So we missed the Q&A section. So I got home, I was a bit drunk, and I messaged the writer like, with all the questions I wanted to ask, and he completely ghosted me. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> oh, oh geez. So this massive, is like, fuck that, can't be bothered. This guy's mad. <laughs> and uh, the second one I'd say was Worst Person in the World, which is a, a dramedy set in Oslo, chronicling four years of the life of a young woman who starts new relationships and rekindles old ones. It was a little bit like everything everywhere all at once for me with regards to how it captured so many different emotions. You know, it was hilarious. It was beautifully filmed, but it was really heartbreaking in some scenes as well. So definitely recommend that one. And finally, I've got to speak about this one, Speak No Evil, which is a Dutch horror film which came out on Shudder, which if you guys don't have Shudder, I would highly recommend. It is fucking brilliant. And it's about this family who basically go to stay with another family that they met on holiday. And it's just really slow, constant building tension that just never lets up. And it just keeps on building and building and building. 
it starts with sort of like asking the audience the question of what you would do in this situation and tackling sort of passivity, you know, like how would you respond if somebody did this or somebody said this? And then the ending was just, it was just phenomenal. It just stayed with me for days afterwards. It was one of those films that you just can't stop thinking about. So I'd highly recommend that if you haven't seen it, guys. There, Gav's top three picks. Uh, apologies for rambling so much. <laughs> um, but that's it. You know, I think I feel like we've had a really good year. I feel like there's been lots of great films that have come out in, in the cinema. I think that we finally bounced back after COVID and we've got to a nice uh, re release schedule. There was periods last year when there was like nothing on or nothing new coming out. I feel like now it's sort of gone back to normal. But also we've had a really good year with the podcast as well. I think that we've covered a lot of different types of films. We've covered a lot of sort of, <laughs> I'd say, a diverse range of good and bad films. And we've had a good time discussing them all. And I'm looking forward to what the new year will bring. And with that, I mean, what 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 is going to happen next? What seasons are going to going to happen on films on trial? Are we going to finally Michael Wincott? Michael Wincott season. Michael Wincott season. What about that uh, often <laughs> that often talked about Vinnie Jones season? <laughs> <laughs> Joel's Joel can't. He can type all he wants. We can't hear him, can we? Joel. And can, can I make one news resolution? Can we please put backdraft on trial at one at one point? It's getting to the point where I just absolutely need us to talk about backdraft. I mean that 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 sounds like a call to a Kurt Russell season for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Kurt Russell season or films about fire. Yeah, or, or just the Baldwin's season. <laughs> Each week we pick a different Baldwin. Baldwin. Oh Jesus, we're gonna be. <laughs> I'd say we'd be scraping the barrel, but I mean, there's about infinite Baldwin's, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay guys thank you very much for this and thank you honestly everybody who has listened to any of our trials throughout the year we really do appreciate all of you taking the time out to listen to us and we really appreciate you all of the interaction as well on all of our different social medias if you want to listen to more films on trial content go to filmsontrial.co.uk if you want to listen to more episodes check us out on any podcasting platform and why not interact with us on all the social medias at film trials on twitter and films on trial and everything else so uh, what have we learned today well obviously <laughs> fucking house of gucci has really really <laughs> stayed with aussie <laughs> maybe more so than it did for anybody else that saw it but uh, yeah apart from that 2022 has been a belter and we will be back in your ears in 2023 goodbye you, you ever listen to the podcast and you think, oh, I should have said that joke, that'd be really funny. Gav's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, you're lucky if I'll share my colonoscopy uh, details <laughs> with you or something like that. And I was like, I was thinking as I was walking, like, oh, we should put that on our Patreon for like an OnlyFans account or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, that is pretty much the most revealing thing you can see, you know. <laughs> I know the inside inside of someone we could have the camera going and you're like it's going to stop it's going to stop it's going to and it just doesn't it just stop. keeps going <laughs> it just keeps going in and in and in and in <laughs> yeah I, I always say it reminds me whenever because you, you can watch along with it it always reminds me of you know when you see the perspective of the worm in Tremors you can see it Ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, I, I'm never going to overwatch Tremors again in the same way. <laughs> oh, no.